0: Um, but what I basically do is I take people through an experience of having their ultimate fantasies lived out mm. in a way that's really safe and consensual and helps them feel fully expressed. Wow. So, very now simple. I'm
1: wondering where my misalignments are. You got me thinking uh, about
0: it. <laughs> I mean, I'm happy to give you a spanking and see if that could
2: uh, get oh. you straight out. <laughs>
1: Welcome back to the Digital Social Hour, guys. I'm your host, Sean Kelly. Got a fabulous guest for you guys today, Emi Inch.
0: Hi, thank you for having me. How's it going? It's going really well. I'm excited to be here in Vegas and all dolled up for you.
1: Yeah, I love your outfit. (laughs)
0: Thank you. Yeah, I just thought I'd do a little dominatrix glam for Mm. the show today.
1: So you call yourself a dominatrix. For those that don't know what that is, how would you describe it?
0: Yeah, it's interesting. When I talk about being a dominatrix, sometimes there's some ideas in people's heads that it looks like a woman who's abusing men mm. and um, is a b- professional b- um, But what I basically do is I take people through an experience of having their ultimate fantasies lived out mm. in a way that's really safe and consensual and helps them feel fully expressed. So wow. very similar To how therapists create a safe container for people to express themselves. I do that in an erotic sense.
1: And how were you able to develop these skills? Because that feels like something very, like, an yeah, all. They, they
0: don't have this class in school yeah. for sure, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, you know, I w- used to be a DJ back in the early 2000s, and I was living in Tokyo, and I was invited to DJ at fetish parties. Mm. And before then, I had no knowledge of what kink or BDSM was. I thought okay. it was whips and chains and things that people do in the Midwest when they're bored. Yeah. Um, and what I had discovered by DJing at these fetish parties was that it was really this imaginative, creative, erotic space where people can like live out their biggest desires. Mm. And I started meeting people affiliated with that lifestyle. I started meeting professional dominatrixes who took me under their wing. Initially, they were like, come sit in the corner and get paid to watch our sessions because Customers like to have a voyeur and they want to have an audience. And that's what I would do. I would sit in the corner and watch these sessions while my mind is getting absolutely blown. Mm. And I was just so curious about like, why Why do we have the fantasies we have? Why do we have the turn-ons that we have? Essentially, I became a dominatrix myself and started to do this work and realized that, wow, there's so much more to this than just a a spank and a tickle it's actually really deep healing expansive work so it became so much more than i could ever imagine
1: yeah i can't wait to get into that but Mm. first of all what is a fetish party
0: right so essentially a fetish party is an event where people can get dressed up and can be with like-minded pleasure seekers to enact some of their fantasies and to sort of You know play and have fun and to explore erotically in that Mm. space
1: oh so those people that are furries is that one of those
0: furries might be there absolutely i mean you would be surprised it's a mix and match of a lot of different people it could be people there that are doms or subs and just wanting to explore power dynamics and then there could be more specific thing like people who want to worship feet and then Mm. there could be furries and there could be all types of specifics but essentially it's people who are available and open to uh, playing and exploring in an erotic way
1: Is it possible for a straight guy to be a sub?
0: Oh my gosh, it's possible. And it's actually really interesting because most of the men that have been submissive to me have been some of the most powerful men on this world. Mm. It's been politicians, it's been Fortune 500 company owners, it's been you know professors, I mean, you name it, it's been a mix of different kinds of people. But essentially, a lot of the submissive men that I've worked with in the past have such a weight of responsibility, of power in their lives, that this is an opportunity for them to relinquish That responsibility and it actually creates harmony and balance in their life that tends to be very dominant it's a place where they get to let go and surrender all of that
1: that's interesting yeah because on the show billions one of the lawyers is like a sub
0: yes and that's interesting because in the media there's a lot of depiction of that world and you know his stuff is like pretty hardcore and the woman just sort of comes in and beats out of him and leaves you know and that's usually how kink and bdsm is depicted through the media but it's really not a uh, fairly a fair depiction of what it really mm. is, because there's a lot of depth and intimacy and connection that happens nice. in these spaces.
1: So, what actually, what exactly is BDSM? What does yeah, stand so for?
0: if you want to break it down within the word itself, the B and D stands for bondage and discipline. The S and M in the middle stands for domination and submission, and the S and M on the end stands for sadism masochism. Mm. So, within those four, or sorry, six
1: words shout out to policy genius today's sponsor the holidays not only allow us to spend time with family but they are a reminder of how important our responsibility is to protect them that includes planning to secure their future life insurance is an easy way to give your family peace of mind provides a safety net so if something were to happen to you your family can cover expenses while getting back on their feet luckily policy genius can help you compare your options from top companies and their team of licensed experts are on hand to talk you through it. You never know when you'll need life insurance. I've lost some loved ones over the past few years, and unfortunately, none of them had life insurance. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Even if you already have a policy through work, it may not offer enough protection. So check out Policy Genius. Your family deserves peace of mind. Head to policygenius.com slash DSH or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com slash DSH.
0: Basically any roles or activities that encompass those six words is BDSM. Okay. So things like domination and submission is a very powerful and common aspect of BDSM where you're playing with power dynamics. And I tell people like, if, even if you don't think you're into kink mm-hmm. yourself, the themes within kink and bdsm are universal so Mm. the universal themes are pleasure pain power uh, surrender Mm -hmm. and all of these things that we experience in our day-to-day lives Mm. so this is just making those things conscious and playing them out in a consensual creative way
1: interesting Mm. is there a level of kink or bdsm that is too much for you that you just won't go oh i
0: have my limits yeah i have my (laughs) limits i'm not a free-for-all for sure you know there are certain Um, avenues that I prefer to explore in but I'm I've had some very I I won't say weird um, but (laughs) it's it's unusual requests and um, yeah it doesn't always fall within the limits that I set for myself so Yeah. um, yeah I don't just do anything but if somebody's interested in, in playing in a certain way, I'll hopefully be able to recommend or refer them to somebody else that might okay. be able to accommodate that. But I was in Japan and I, there are some really interesting imaginative scenarios mm. that I encountered while living in Japan.
1: I've seen some interesting kinks. Mm-hmm. I've seen people that like to be pooped on, Yeah. peed on, um, Golden showers, farted on. Showers. Yeah, all this weird. Interesting. Not weird, but like Interesting, I guess.
0: Yeah, I, I like to say weird, wonderful, and you know, wicked sort of things that I've encountered in these explorations. But yeah. more often, people are really looking to sort of take a break from their regular lives. Like mm. they want to take a break from their nine to five personalities and want right. to step into something so completely different and allow, Different parts of themselves to be expressed that don't always get a, a, an opportunity to shine. Yeah. Mm.
1: So, walk me through the process. Let's say a patient comes to you. Yeah. What's the first thing you do? What do you ask them? And then, where do you go from there?
0: Right. So, you know, the work that I'm doing goes beyond dominatrix working. You know, I like to say that I also um, am a motivational spanker mm. and I like to. Um, do somatic therapy work, I'm a therapist as well. And when people are coming to see me, they're they're coming to see me for so many different reasons. It might be because they wanna explore and they're curious, it might be because they are having some addiction issues around (laughs) it might be around shame and Mm -hmm. guilt. So depending on what they wanna work on, they can reach out to me and we can start a process of really kind of tearing apart and diving deeper into what's going on in their (laughs) lives. Because what people tend to think about um, well, it's interesting. People tend to focus on personal development, but they don't tend to focus on their erotic selves, mm. which is essentially the essence and depth and core of who we are as people. People are going to, you know, Tony Robbins conferences and, you know, listening to Joe Dispenza, but they're not actually putting in the effort and energy of understanding their own erotic selves mm. for whatever reason, maybe culturally, culturally, maybe it's religion, all of these sort of things. But essentially, when we start getting into healthy alignment with our Themselves, mm-hmm. It ripples into all aspects of our lives. So wow. when people are willing to work on that part of their lives, it really affects them in a bigger way in every aspect of their life.
1: Mm. So how can people reach that healthy alignment with their, you talk about a lot about erotic energy, right? right. How do people know if they're even struggling, I guess, with their, with their energies?
0: Well, it's interesting because, you know, and and intimacy i mean these are things that people are already engaging with but a lot of the people that i'm working with have a sense that there's something more for them here Mm. for those who have had education which you know some people haven't even had education if you're from texas (laughs) for example um that's really lacking but um education tends to focus around don't get pregnant don't get stds Mm. right it doesn't talk about how to understand your own desires better, how to understand what your boundaries are, how to Mm. ask for what you want so you can have the pleasure that you want. In fact, when people think about erotic pleasure, they think of it as a self-indulgence almost, Mm. instead of that this is a part of my biology and that my erotic energy is a part of my life force energy. And if I'm able to really attune to that part of myself, I'm able to even biohack it in a sense that I can create more creativity for myself, more vitality, more uh, powerful and and meaningful relationships with other people. And it just shows up in in all aspects of our lives, Mm. essentially.
1: What are your thoughts on Because some people Mm -hmm. are super against it. Some people promote it. Are you somewhere in the middle?
0: So my interest is more around intention of the self-pleasuring act. You know, like so often, you know, you can, take your and rub your hand up and down it for a couple minutes and, and have an and fall asleep. And that can be the extent of what that practice looks like, Mm -hmm. or you can actually have a really conscious, really embodied experience of what could look like, Mm. where it could even include things like manifestation, uh, manifestation practices where you're manifesting, um, wealth and an abundance and things like that. And Mm. also, um, thinking about it beyond just the physical act but also feeling into how does this relate to more of my life wow. like how do, can i expand on this pleasure like it's interesting when you think about women you know the women are lighting the candles and the, you know this putting on sexy music and having this whole experience while yeah. you think about men and it's like just rubbing one out before <laughs> they can go to work you yeah, know yeah, yeah. So they're just kind of clearing the pipes so to speak so my um, interest is more around the intention if you're doing it in an act of um, getting more self-connected and embodied within yourself, then that can create more of what you want in the world, as opposed to just using it as a way of, you know, um, getting to sleep or to to cope in the world. If you're using it as a coping mechanism, for example, that's not going to really serve you.
1: Interesting. Yeah, I never thought about manifestation or meditating during it, but that's it's very all about the. This- magic
0: you know <laughs> you know i study a lot of tantra and um
1: what's tantra A
0: tantra is essentially uh what it actually means as a definition is weaving and looming all aspects of life and mm. there's a really big part of tantra called neo-tantra um and that's you know a lot of people when they hear tantra they think about sting having these like you know 24 hour <laughs> sessions and not having to but still having multiple <laughs> um and people get really curious around like oh i can have multiple or without a i mean mm. does that interest you sean you know like
1: it does sound very yeah, interesting yeah it's
0: very interesting and um how to access our bodies and our energy within our bodies so that we can have more expansive pleasure mm. in our lives most people think about as this you know sort of in slot or insert slot a into slot b mm. and have some friction and then have and so it's really genitally focused mm-hmm. but can be really emotional it can be really mental you know, I can be speaking to someone on the phone who's not even in the same state or in the same country with me, and they mm. could have you know, extreme turn-on and arousal just through the power of my voice. Wow. And when we start using more of our capacity for pleasure, then we can actually start tapping into what the secrets and the mysteries of the universe are.
1: Interesting. So you've engaged in phone s*** before.
0: Oh, that was actually one of my first jobs out of high school. Yeah? Yeah, I, w- I actually signed up to be on a psychic psychic network yeah and they like the sound of my voice and they're like we actually have a phone s- line would you like to do that and i'm 18 years old i've had like one s- partner my whole <laughs> life what the s- do i know about s- yeah, at yeah. that age but i didn't really need to know a lot about s- because it's all about asking questions and getting curious about what the caller wanted to talk about and wanted to share and getting mm. really curious around like oh tell me more that sounds hot like i want to <laughs> hear what else do you have and what does she look like and yeah. what and what do you imagine doing to me? And then, oh, how do I build on that? So using erotic language can be super, super powerful. It's something mm. I love teaching people because turning people on in their minds um, goes well beyond just turning them on in their bodies.
1: Yeah. And women are very they read those books, right? Yes, they're very they're very
0: aural, you know, aural. not oral, but aural. What's aural. Aural is using, you know, through the ears, through sound, mm. through speaking being able to tap into somebody's body. Because listen, at the end of the day, anyone can like spank you or tie you up and and do all these sort of kinky activities with you. But if you get in someone's head, you get in someone's heart, that's really where the (laughs) comes Mm. from. That makes you an extraordinary lover, Mm -hmm. not just someone who's competent. Like a lot of the time people are having this sort of vanilla (laughs) And let me just clarify, vanilla (laughs) isn't necessarily the absence of kink. It's just sort of this functional (laughs) Like I'm going to have genitally focused interactions that are going to result in Mm -hmm. in Mm -hmm. nothing wrong with that. That's super pleasurable. And that can be fun sometimes. Mm -hmm. However, it doesn't also give a lot of space for exploration and understanding yourself in deeper ways or understanding your partner in deeper ways. Mm. So you have an option to say like, Hey, instead of this vanilla life, what else is there like what is possible when i share with you my deepest most secret fantasies and what happens if you not only accept me for who i am but you celebrate me Mm. for who i am like flowers like (laughs) Candy, like i think that's the most romantic thing you can do for someone is Mm. like say tell me all your desires and i don't i want to accept you in it and i want to meet you there like i would love to help you experience something that feels so vulnerable and things that you don't share with anyone else that i want to have that closeness with you
1: so you really like to connect with people spiritually not just physically basically
0: yeah i mean i think the whole human experience goes beyond the mental aspect Mm. but also the physical the emotional and the spiritual as well and i think is one of those you know most miraculous things that we can experience as human beings, and I feel like we're using it
2: like fast
0: food. Pretty you know? much everyone like, I know. Oh, I'm really hungry. I'm gonna run to In-N-Out Burger and get a, and get something to eat and and, and quiet that hunger. Mm. And don't get me wrong, I love In-N-Out Burger every once in a while, but yeah. I don't want to live off of In-N-Out nah, Burger. I'll, I'll get like sick I of it. right? I want I want the seven course meal every once in a while. Yeah. I want the gourmet experience, and that's what our erotic lives can look like. Mm if we're willing to go beyond kind of what we're shown in the media as this just generally focused interaction and we actually start diving deeper into what's possible.
1: Yeah, so you've mentioned spanking a few times now. I so. love
0: spanking. So
1: what goes into a good spank? Because people <laughs> just think of it as a hit, but is yes. there more to it?
0: Absolutely, so you know, what I love, and it's not just spanking, but it's all aspects of and eroticism, is how do we dive deeper into something? How do we go beneath the surface of things? Mm. So when people think about spanking, they think of it as this like, you know, consensual erotic punishment that two adults can share, right? And it could also be a way of sort of asserting dominance over another person. And, and there's ways that you can use it in that sense. But if I were going to use it as a biohack and even a tantric sense, I would be using it to stimulate and move energy in my partner's body. So when I'm spanking the buttocks because of the close proximity, the buttocks has to the genitals, you know, I'm bringing energy to that area.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm bringing um, blood to that area. So that's creating more sensitivity near the genitals. It's mm. bringing energy from the head into the body. Mm. and I could also say in a tantric sense like in the chakra systems I could say our butts is our our first chakras and our chakras um, our first chakra is linked to wealth and abundance security safety trust Mm -hmm. so I could tell my partner like when I'm spanking you I'm doing it through my fourth chakra which is through my heart into my arms into your, into my hands I'm spanking you with my heart and I'm activating the part of you That I want to create more wealth and abundance and safety in. Wow. And I can be saying to them, like, you know, I don't always have to use this as a punishment, but if I were to spank you, for example, Sean, and Mm. I was gonna say, you know, I am gonna punish you. Do you know why I'm gonna punish you, Sean? Why? I'm gonna punish you for all the times that you stood in the way of your own happiness. Mm. I'm gonna actually punish you for all the times you didn't think you were the most amazing person on this planet, just because you're alive, not for what you do, but because you breathe. Mm. I'm going to punish you for any time that you don't actually give yourself the love that you deserve. And you are seeing, like as I'm slapping my own hand right now, what I'm doing is that I'm in, I'm putting in information that my partner's receiving in this like really open vulnerable way. And I'm also sort of creating this physical, visceral physical experience of them, having an impact while I'm saying these positive words that's wow. helping them open up in into deeper uh, places of hypnosis so that they can accept this language in a really loving, supportive way that they can actually start feeling the own love that they have for themselves. So mm. that goes well beyond punishing for doing the dishes wrong. Like how boring, oh. right? Like, <laughs> you know, people are so boring in some of the, the ways that they're playing and it's actually like, how about instead of punishing me for doing the dishes wrong you punish me for the times that i don't think i'm the most beautiful woman in the world Mm. and that you're actually trying to help me reconnect to myself again
1: wow spanking therapy yeah
0: (laughs) it's true yeah the body's fun and you know you could you could do breath work and you can do yoga and you can do all different kinds of things or you can you know, get tied up and get spanked. It's yeah. all the same thing. <laughs> it's all the f-ing same thing. But I just think this is more fun.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so walk me through the chakras because that's something that's not oh, taught sure. at all. Oh, sure. Yeah. Like wh- how many are there and what do they do?
0: So sure. So um in Tantra, we talk about seven chakras that are power centers within the body. And they're linked to uh, not just different places in the body, but they're linked to different attributes. So mm-hmm. like I said, the first chakra would be essentially our perineum and in, in our mm-hmm. area. And that represents um, wealth and abundance and, and um, money and things of that nature. Um, mm-hmm. The second chakra is our genitals and that's related to sexuality, of mm-hmm. course, emotions and creativity which is interesting because a lot of clients that I work with are very successful, powerful people that want to tap into greater creativity. So I always get interested in getting them more connected with their sexuality. Mm. That that tends to feed into their creativity. Wow,
1: so getting laid more helps them with business?
0: Uh, You know, it can be as long as, again, the intention behind, you know, it's not just this sort of like one-off coping mechanism. It's this really... um, full-bodied sort of conscious connected sort of experiences mm. that really kind of ignite the creative centers wow. um the third chakra is in our stomach and that's related to identity and to our intuition mm-hmm. our fourth chakra is in our heart and that's around you know emotions and um, our longing and things of that nature um our throat is our fifth chakra which is about expression our mm. Um 6 is our third eye and that's all about vision and our 7th is our crown and that's connection to source or our spirituality wow. essentially. So the idea in the tantric sense which is an ancient wisdom that's been around for thousands and thousands of years is that when these power centers are in alignment then mm. you are able to sort of navigate and move through the world any way you want. You yeah. can you can um, attract anything you want, you can have the success you want, you're able to just flow with life with wow. ease. Now mm. I'm
1: wondering where my misalignments are. You got me thinking uh, about
0: it. <laughs> I mean, I'm happy to give you a spanking and see if that could uh, get oh. you straightened out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, That's no, so no. Great. I'm only I'm only interested in playing with people who are a yes f- to yeah. to all of that.
1: Man, so how do you uh, how do you take everything you know and apply it in your personal and your dating life?
0: Yeah, well, it's interesting because okay, so there's this term called pervertibles. So what pervertibles means is like you can go in the kitchen and you could find something that you can use as a toy or as a play toy like Mm. you could go into your kitchen right and you could pull open the door and pull out a spatula and you could spank someone with a spatula okay right you can like you can use i'm like looking around this space you can use almost anything to pervert and use it in a or erotic way Mm. so if you think of it on that sort of um material world aspect if you were to go beyond that and extend that even bigger how do you pervert life like I'm a big pervert and let me explain like I'm <laughs> all about being consensual and respectful of other people's space but I can pervert almost any scenario. So if I'm looking at a part of my life that's not feeling like it's really in alignment or um, I don't feel like it's really serving me. I get really curious. Mm. people it's interesting people get really sketchy around this idea of power dy- power dynamics like people are like, oh I would never, a lot of guys especially, I would never submit to a woman. I would never do that. You know, The idea of it's so emasculating and so disgusting for them, which is interesting because they want their girlfriends to submit to them.
2: Mm.
0: So I I always get curious around like, well, that's interesting. You have a judgment around being submissive, but where are you submissive in your life? Mm. Because most of the time people are submissive to the idea of being comfortable, Mm. of having security. People will sell their souls and work at a job they hate for years to have that security that financial security because they're so afraid of what's going to happen if they're uncomfortable or and in, in, it's almost like you become a slave you become submissive unconsensually and unconsciously to a scenario mm. so i get curious around like where am i being unconsensually a slave to something or uh, submissive to something like where am i being sadistic like you know I, it's funny people sometimes will ask me like to do these sessions and scenes with them where they want me to humiliate them. Mm. And I let them know, like, listen, I'm happy to engage in this scene with you as long as we're doing it in a conscious, consensual way. But I bet I could never say the the things to you that you say to yourself that are gonna be as hurtful. Because what we say to ourselves in our own mind are always gonna be like the worst things you can possibly think of. That's deep. Yeah, it's true. When people don't actually realize like how they're already in, like power dynamics are happening all the time. Mm. So when I'm perverting life, when I'm perverting the spaces around me, when I'm looking at it through this lens, I can see like what, where's the power dynamic here and where, I, where am I? in that power dynamic. It's Mm. not a bad thing to be in the submissive role if it's something that I'm really committed to because Mm. being submissive and being in surrender is actually the most powerful place you can be in. Wow! And it's interesting, you know, I talk about dominance and submission um, in the work that I do, but the terminology I like to use more is leader and follower. Mm. So, you know, when we think about partner dancing like salsa and tango, there's always a leader and there's always a follower. So Mm -hmm. you can think of or like an erotic encounter as a dance. And when you think of somebody being a leader and a follower, both can be masterful and both are needed to create the dance. Wow! So think about being an erotic leader. Like how can I be an erotic leader where I can lead my partner through an expansive experience that their minds are getting blown open and their hearts are getting blown open. And then how can I translate that into the boardroom? How can Mm -hmm. I bring that creativity, that presence, that authenticity, Um, and how can I bring that into the work that I'm doing Hmm. so that I'm also blowing the minds and and hearts of the people around me that are outside of the bedroom. So I'm thinking about life in those terms like that go well beyond just what I'm doing in the bedroom, but how I can bring all of that into the world as well.
1: Wow. I didn't realize it got that deep (sighs) and applied to all facets of life. Yes, (laughs) darling.
0: Yes. That's what I'm here to talk about. You know, it goes real deep. People,
1: people think of dominatrix and they assume bedroom
0: sure of course dungeon bedroom and that's cool like we're we're doing some interesting things in the bedroom i bet everyone here has the story you know that they have but it's like okay how do we actually expand beyond this because most time everyone's just playing in this middle school like very surfacey, very small kind of way and Mm. there's actually so much more that's available to us. Yeah. So instead of meditation, instead of breath work, instead of ayahuasca, instead of MDMA uh, journeys, you know, think about the source of your eroticism as being that expansive and mm. that life-changing. Because your pleasure hormones that are released when you're engaged in really sort of um, uh, deep erotic acts is the same sort of pleasure hormones that get released when you're doing MDMA. Wow! So you don't actually have to take anything outside of yourself to have an expansive experience like MDMA. Really? And it's just a reminder, absolutely. And it's just a reminder that we actually don't need anything outside of, outside of ourselves to have the fullness of what's possible. Like we actually don't need anything, and we are enough mm. just being who we are. So if you start to think about and the access of pleasure through Um, being our birthright Mm. that you could either experience alone or with a partner. I think it's fun with a partner. Um, (laughs) You start to see like, oh, wow, Um, you know, the powers that be don't want me to know this. They don't want me to actually know that I have everything I need all within myself. They want me to think that I need something outside of myself. And they want to actually teach men and women about through that is a really poor source of education because none of that's real. Yeah. So if that's how people are learning about s- is uh, p- not actually understanding uh, the depth and intimacy and connection that they actually truly long for.
1: Yeah, it's terrible. I had to stop watching it like a year ago.
0: It can be really addictive and it does things to the brain yeah. as well. Yeah, I saw it, it
1: affecting my own relationship almost. So.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's great that you were aware and conscious of it yeah. and did something about it because the real thing is so much better. Yeah, for
1: sure. So right. have you ever had a s- experience that was so good you had an out-of-body experience
0: absolutely i mean i've had multiple and there there was no involved really yeah absolutely So how did that happen so um well i love um having an experience where there's a lot of talk i'm a sapiosexual i don't know if you've heard that term before i I think
1: i am too but i never took a test so so in order
0: to get turned on i need more than just a pretty face yeah i need someone that i feel like is um intelligent on some level that has Um, intelligence and depth and insight and so I need to have that Mm -hmm. and when that's present whether the person's in the room with me or not if they're able to you know speak to me in a way that gets me really turned on and and talk to me with confidence and presence Mm -hmm. and creativity oh my gosh, like (laughs) the floodgates just open and anything is possible. Like like, uh, you've won me over without even having to touch me because Mm. you've already touched me with your words. You've already like penetrated me Mm -hmm. with your like uh, words and essence, you know what I mean? So that sort of like makes me so, so like, it makes me have not just in my genitals, but in my eyelashes. Just from words? In my toenails. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I've had extended... um, that have gone on for hours what? where i just just like like this vibration and so when people think about it's um, there's different levels of intensity that an orgasm can look like and it can be anything from like you know sort of these body waves that just kind of feel like the sense of aliveness within you and it can mm. be like that like roll your eyes in the back of the head, you lose all concept of time and you're completely out of your head and you're in this completely different place where time is stand still. Yeah. So it can vary in degrees. But yeah, absolutely. That sort of energy can continue to roll wow. um, and go be ongoing. Not just for women, but for men. Yeah, as that's well. powerful. Using the senses to stimulate them and to manipulate them can be really fun. And I've used binary beats and things of that nature to mm. enhance and an experience with somebody so yeah you can use all kinds of tricks and tips but i want to tell you you know you don't actually need any of those toys like all you really need is you know your hands your heart and your head Mm. like that is all you need to create the most mind-blowing experience for your partner
1: wow Mm. what are some uh some messages you want to leave this world with
0: i think it's really important for people to remember that you don't have to do this life alone and when it comes to your erotic journey a lot of people are waiting for the perfect partner in order to start exploring this side of themselves and i'm here to say like don't wait Mm. like this is actually a really personal experience that can have so much fulfillment and so much um, illumination when you're able to just begin that process on your own Mm. so i tell people like don't wait and don't Feel that you have to do this alone. There's other resources, there's other, um, not only coaches and mentors, but there's other people on this journey as well that want to support you. And mm. it's actually really cool. I do these play parties where people are coming to actually explore their um, ultimate fantasies and they're doing it in this group setting that is mm. actually like really supportive and again, celebratory. Uh, I had this couple, this uh, couple who came in, and the man wanted to. Give his wife the experience of having her ultimate fantasy which it was being a stripper mm. so we did this whole thing he passed out hundred dollar bills he had like ten thousand dollars of hundred dollar bills and he was passing out all this money and we set up this scenario where we're like crystal you're on next like come to the stage and you know she was like what's going on and we we're playing her music and she started stripping in front of everybody mm. um and then we started throwing money at her and she realized it was hundred dollar bills it was like ten thousand dollars flying in the air so all the women started dancing and stripping and everybody started dancing and stripping and rolling in the money and what she had described to me after that was like i had always wanted to have that fantasy come to life and that was the very first time i felt the most beautiful i've ever felt in my life that i felt the most seen the most accepted and it was just as simple as being daring enough to speak aloud like what you've always wanted to try erotically and mm. having the support of not only your partner, but the the whole community wanting you to live that out in real life. And that completely healed a part of her that she had never even um, been able to touch before. Wow. So it's really incredible what this work can do when you're willing to kind of go there and go deep
1: love it where can mm. people find you
0: so you can find me at anmorepresents.com and then i'm in social media under my name at kimmy inch and you can find me on tiktok on instagram facebook all of those things there we go i'd love to uh, blow your hearts and minds open as well <laughs> <laughs> thanks for coming on kimmy. thank you so much
1: thanks for watching Space. guys see you guys tomorrow